Welcome to California Ballot Breakdown from KPFA, where we take you through the stakes of what's on your ballot, the money behind the campaigns, give everyone enough time to make their best argument, and then try to get them off their talking points. On today's special. Large corporations that pay their top executive over 100 times more than their average worker will pay a very small surcharge. Businesses here are suffering. Businesses are leaving. They have left uh, closing down and taking jobs with them. San Francisco voters are about to decide the fate of a first-in-the-state inequality tax, a tax that only hits businesses that pay their highest-paid managers 100 times more than their average employee. We'll have a debate all about Proposition L coming up next. everybody, a quick note on today's program. This was one of our live debates from the show I work on up front on KPFA 94.1 FM. And uh, <laughs> had a few technical glitches, uh, including someone's chat notifications audibly chiming in for the first couple minutes of the debate. Just thought I would explain that here before uh, you inexplicably hear it come up in the podcast feed. Uh, this is going to be the last in our debate series about what's on the ballot. We're going to have a few more explainers and some reporter-based follow-ups on some of the proposition debates we have had in the days to come. But for now, we take you to a discussion of what would be the first inequality tax in California if San Franciscans approve Proposition L. Continuing our blitz through the propositions that are on your ballots, we're now down to the local level and trying to look at some first-of-their-kind measures. San Francisco voters are going to have a chance to vote on a new business tax on gross receipts of between 0.1 and 0.6% that would only be levied on companies that are highly unequal in their wage structure. Proposition L would only impact companies where the highest paid manager makes at least 100 times more than the median. That is a form of average employee. Now, this is estimated by the city staff to bring between 60 and $140 million per year into city coffers. Joining us to debate it on the pro side, Supervisor Matt Haney, who represents San Francisco's District 6. Uh, he sponsored Prop L when the Board of Supervisors unanimously voted to put it on the ballot. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. And on the no side, Richie Greenberg, a political commentator and the former Republican candidate for San Francisco mayor. Good morning to you. Richie Greenberg, you with us? Okay. Uh, while our engineer tries to put Richie Greenberg someplace, he is audible to me. Uh, I will tell you, as we customarily do, uh, who is paying for the campaigns. There's not a ton of finance data on Proposition L, the, the Chamber of Commerce, which typically funds opposition to business taxes, uh, has not actively or visibly, I should say, campaigned against Prop L. They declined to give us a guest when they asked us. Uh, Tim Redmond at 48 Hills did point out in a piece last week, uh, they have run $200,000 through a slate mailer organization uh, that is opposing uh, all the tax measures on San Francisco's ballot, including- Yes, I am here. That is called San Fr Fed Up San Francisco. Sounds like we've got Richie Greenberg. Um, so, Matt Haney, we'll start with you because you're in the affirmative. Uh, take two minutes. Make the case for Prop L. Sure. Uh, well, again, it's good to be with you. Uh, Prop L is a very simple measure, which I think you described accurately. 
large corporations will pay their top executive over 100 times more than their average worker and will pay a very small surcharge, which will be added to their overall business tax payment. And the more inequity within the company, uh, the more they pay their, their executive versus their workers, uh, the higher the surcharge. Uh, this is modeled on a similar tax that exists in Portland. Uh, it's been proposed uh, in, in other states, and including here in California and federally, but this would be the first one of its kind in San Francisco if it passes. Um, over the last 30 years, executive salaries in the United States have skyrocketed nearly 1,000%. Um, during that time, worker salaries have grown by just over 10%. Um, inequality is an issue that is devastating our city uh, and our state. And we know that companies that are paying their top executives, often tens of millions of dollars, can afford to pay a little bit more, their fair share, uh, to help the city during a very challenging time. Um, we're facing right now as a city an over billion dollar uh, potential budget deficit over the next two years. And we can't just rely on cuts alone. Um, we have to make sure that we bring in adequate revenue from large companies that are still doing well enough. In fact, many are doing better than ever. Uh, billionaires have added over $600 billion to their wealth in this country just during uh, this pandemic. Um, so we're going to ask these big companies that are, that are still doing very well to pay a little bit more. And we're going to use that money uh, to make sure that we can uh, hire uh, hundreds of nurses, doctors, and first responders. Our, our public health system is uh, being strained to the limit right now with COVID. And uh, we have a public health crisis that is beyond COVID on our streets with mental illness, with drug addiction. Um, and so this uh, um, uh, tax measure uh, would ask those who can clearly pay a little bit more uh, to help us uh, make sure we can respond to the public health crises in our city. Okay, um, before we go to Richie for the no, I'm going to ask you both to silence all of the notifications on your devices. So we are hearing sound effects uh, every time one of you gets a, a chat from some other application, and it's very distracting. So take a moment. One of you knows who you are. Either turn the thing off or mute it for the rest of the discussion. Uh, we'll go to Richie Greenberg. Same rules to you. Two minutes to make the case against Proposition L. Yes, hi, good morning, and thank you for inviting me to speak today. Um, unfortunately, Prop L is not being presented uh, accurately, fairly, or realistically to San Francisco voters and to listeners this morning. Uh, Prop L is not going to do anything to help the situation now under coronavirus that we're, businesses here are suffering, businesses are leaving, they have left. Uh, closing down and taking jobs with them at a time when uh, city hall leaders should be working on ways to keep our business environment thriving, which it clearly is not. And even before coronavirus even hit, we had a problem with due to uh, so many uh, stories out there of, of, of uh, homelessness and crime and tents and needles on the streets chasing away tourists, chasing away businesses, large and small. Uh, Prop L, along with any other business taxes that are being proposed for the November ballot, uh, are not helping the situation in any way whatsoever. Uh, we wonder 
why are the supervisors, including Mr. Haney, putting these kind of detrimental ballot measures and taxes on the ballot? In fact, what should be happening is they should have pulled these uh, off so that way they would not scare away any businesses that are already here or are thinking of coming here uh, in the near or distant future. Now, um, another disingenuous way that this tax, uh, this Prop L tax is being presented is talking about um, how uh, the city needs funds to be able to hire nurses, for example. And I just received a mailer in the mail uh, over the past couple of days that simply has, we should tax overprice, uh, overpaid executives to hire nurses. Well, in fact, this particular um, ballot measure, Prop L, is what is called a general fund tax, where any money, if, if this should pass, any monies that are uh, generated would go into the city's general fund. You cannot earmark where the funds are spent. You could try Fair and enough. present we'll get it. Into the spending in a minute, but you're at the time limit on the two minutes, Richie Greenberg. Uh, okay, I want to follow up on the initial point that you made. Uh, you, you warned that this would drive businesses out of the city, that businesses are already being driven out of the city. Uh, can, can we anchor our discussion in specifics? Like, what, what's a specific business that would be impacted by Prop L that is left or threatened to leave? Um, that's for, for Matt Haney. Mr. Haney, no, Richard go ahead Greenberg, and you're, you're the one who, who made your case against Prop L. The argument okay. that businesses leave town. That they're already leaving okay. town. So what, okay, well, we've, we, we've, we've seen many businesses that have already left. We've Can seen conventions one? that have left. Um, well, here, here's what we're going to do. Okay. No, no, um, Richard Greenberg, I'm, I'm asking you to back up your argument with an example. Do you have an example of a business? Well, what we do have is examples that have been provided by Mr. Haney's office and those that are working with him going around to the different presentations to neighborhood organizations. A business saying, uh, with companies a name, like Richie Greenberg, a business with a name. I do not have one specifically with a name, sir. Okay. Matt Haney, but we have the potential. Sure. Um, well, first of all, the, this tax only applies to very large businesses, uh, so it doesn't affect small businesses. It only applies to businesses that are paying their executives uh, at least over $4 million, but many are paying a lot more than that, into the tens of millions. Um, so these are companies that are still doing very well, very large businesses. It's also a very modest tax. Um, it's a 0.1% increase on their overall business tax. Um, it is not going to drive businesses out of the city. These are very large businesses that will continue to do business here. And what we're asking them to do is, is actually they can pay their workers a bit more and they won't have to pay this tax at all. Uh, so some will pay the tax, uh, but some will uh, maybe think about how they structure their their payment internally and help us address the crisis of inequality because when they are fueling inequality in our city that has a huge cost for our city and it is it is causing what uh, Mr. Greenberg talks about when he talks about the situation on our street streets that is also connected to inequality and we need to be able to respond to that and address it and we need companies help in in not in not causing it. Richard Greenberg we'll go to you for a response. 
Uh, well, first of all, the inequality uh, is not necessarily what is causing the problem of uh, in, in Mr. Uh, Haney's district with uh, the homelessness that that is not connected to this tax. It's not connected to inequality per se. But to answer your question earlier, like we have companies like Adobe, Kaiser, Nike, uh, Toyota, they all have these CEOs that are made or, or executives that are making in the millions or tens of millions of dollars uh, and they may have a presence here in the city that might be affected by this prop l tax but for example if there's a nike store here and the nike ceo is making 14 million dollars uh 100 times is what uh, the difference between the the lower end and the high end ceo is making if you had a 14 million dollar ceo salary that would mean that you would according to uh, mr haney's idea to to raise up and bring up the the uh the salary the pay of the lower end they would have to bring it up to one hundred and forty thousand dollars for a year in order to be able to be within that hundred uh hundred times and avoid that so to say that a for, for a government to come in with a private or semi-private or even a publicly uh, traded company that they have to lower their CEO pay is absolutely ridiculous. As long as bring as well as bringing up from the bottom, it would have to be a massive, massive, unrealistic increase as well. And uh, I have heard presentations by, by Mr. Haney's office talking specifically about Amazon and how Amazon is making so much money. Well, there's a reason for that because we're all under a lockdown, all under quarantine. Uh, you know, here, residents here around the country are being forced to have to buy things online. So that's why they're thriving. But Amazon itself employs over one million employees. They have four times this year alone went on hiring sprees. Most recently, they were looking to hire 100,000 employees. We don't have that kind of of job growth here in San Francisco, the the board of supervisors, no and and no other privately located uh, private company here in the city or public, has raised those kind of numbers in terms of um, hiring, in terms of of contributing to a local economy, and so doing something like this, forcing a company to I mean, is not the right way to do it. All right, let's drill down on specifics, Matt Haney. He just named a bunch of companies. Uh, Nike, I believe, is headquartered in Portland. Toyota is not headquartered in San Francisco. Uh, how exactly might companies like that be impacted if they, they met the inequality threshold of Prop L? Uh, would it be just based on, on their headcount and any offices they have in San Francisco? It's on the uh, overall business that they do in the city. So... Uh, you don't have to be headquartered here to, to pay this tax. In the case of Nike, um, they could be um, required to, to pay the tax on the business that they do here, depending on how much they pay their employees and their executive. Uh, at the same time, like I said, it'd be a very small, you know, 0.1% uh, tax on, on just the business that they do in the city. And I, I think it is important for us uh, to make a statement about companies that are contributing to inequality, um, giving us additional funds uh, to address some of the consequences of the, that inequality, particularly as it relates to our health system, our mental illness, drug addiction, and yes, homelessness. Uh, I'm, I was a bit surprised there, but maybe not, uh, uh, shouldn't be too surprised coming from uh, a leading voice of the Republican Party here uh, saying that there's no connection between homelessness and inequality. Um, I think that's a ridiculous statement. Of course there is. And we need to be able to 
uh, have a more uh, equal and fair uh, society by ensuring people are paid adequate amounts w uh, when they are working, and also that our uh, government has enough money to respond to address the, the consequences of inequality, particularly as it relates to uh, health, uh, which, as we're seeing right now during COVID, uh, the, the connection between who is getting sick uh, uh, from COVID and inequality could not be clearer. Um, these are our essential workers who are, who are not able to live in adequate and safe environments, uh, people who are, who are really right, on let, the margin. Let, let's, let's follow up are, before are, we drift too far from homelessness, because Richie Greenberg raised this in you. his opening argument. Uh, and, and it seemed like a distinct argument from the threat of driving businesses away, which I think we have explored. I, I was confused, Richie Greenberg, about the argument that you were making there. What, what are you proposing uh, the city do about homelessness that doesn't benefit from the city having more money to spend on housing people? Okay, so firstly, uh, I have been um, the, I've been active here as the, uh, the official of opposing side, opposing argument to this measure, L, on my own as a concerned citizen. I am not doing this at all as a spokesman for any party at all. So that really doesn't, that, that's not a factor here. But there are different ways to look at the situation. Uh, one way, which is a the pushback from a lot of constituents here, a lot of the people, a lot of voters, a lot of taxpayers in this city, is that the San Francisco government, the budget over $13 billion, almost $14 billion proposed now, uh, is completely mismanaged. That the monies are that are, are way, way overboard in terms of how much is being pulled in, how much is being spent. The way to handle inequality, uh, as, as some would say, is to deal with the situation, deal with how each of the different departments, how payments are being made to, if you're talking about... Um, uh, if you're talking about the homelessness issues, uh, is that you need to audit what's going on uh, and figure out how the money is being misspent. We don't need to be collecting more money. We need to figure out how it's being misspent and fine-tune and tweak the spending to spend it prudently. That's what needs to be done, not to continue to feed this monster that keeps growing and growing. And if I may say another point here is that the well, let's, let's latest... stick on this one point. I'll okay. come back to you, okay. Richard Greenberg. We've got okay. a few minutes left, but uh, I, I don't want to get into laundry lists from each side. Let's get a response on that point, Matt Haney, the, the prospect of uh, freeing up money through better spending rather than raising it through additional taxes. Well, you know, one of the obvious ways we address inequality is by having uh, in the private sector uh, higher levels of profits shared uh, with employees and not concentrated uh, in the hands of a smaller and smaller number of people. So um, that is one of the ways that we want to address inequality with this uh, measure. Um, with that said, of course, we need to use our money better. And I, I've been uh, probably the, one of the loudest advocates and voices against uh, corruption and more transparency and accountability in government spending. Um, with that said, um, we have a crisis on our streets coming from mental illness, from drug addiction, and right now from COVID um, that requires us to spend more money. Um, we have uh, an SF General Hospital that is understaffed, that doesn't have enough nurses and social workers. So to the idea that we can just you know, uh, use what we got when anybody who walks out on the streets can, can see that we are outmatched right now in terms of the need, um, I think is inaccurate. 
this is a small amount of money. This isn't a, this, we're not asking for a lot here, um, but we're asking it from companies that clearly have the ability to pay it. Richie Greenberg, I, I want to circle back to you on your initial argument. Um, you, you couldn't name an example of a company headquartered in San Francisco that's at risk of leaving if Prop L passes. But let's say for the argument, sake of argument, that, you know, there, there is one. What do you Gaps, say to someone uh, who has seen their, their rent driven up to unaffordable rates because of the number of, of high-paid tech workers that have already flocked to the city, who's not terribly concerned if a couple tech companies pack up shop and leave? Well, that is a prevalent thinking uh, right now that since uh, since coronavirus hit and and workers are being allowed to work remotely, uh, that a lot of these younger tech workers have already left and are continuing to drain. Uh, this has been one of the thoughts and hopes over the past decade or two is that there needs to be some sort of a correction, some way to uh, force tech companies to, to relocate, to leave town and take their workers with them. Uh, we are seeing that now vacancies are way up. But the point is, I mean, we're talking about Prop L now and we're starting to go off on a tangent. But, but the thing no, is... Oh, no, that, I'm following up on know, the argument you made, sir. Yeah, we don't need to be finding ways to push people out. We need to be finding ways instead to preserve business, smaller companies, larger companies, because whenever a larger company leaves or, or closes up a shop, if you have a, a retail store, because this is what's supposed to, you know, th this, this tax, this Prop L proposition is going to hit retail, not just tech companies. It's... Uh, it is projected by the city controller in their latest update that came out just uh, 12 days ago that this is projected to hit retail stores because a retail store that is headquartered somewhere else that is going to be uh, affected by Prop L um, could just close their their shop like Adidas or any other places here that have a small retail presence with a, um, a slightly above minimum wage worker. And if they don't want to pay this tax, they close up their store. And so the company itself may not leave town because they're not located here, but they can close their retail store. And also well, going by what? Let's put that yep. to Matt Haney. Okay. It's not the argument yeah. you opened with, but, but, but Matt Haney, uh, the prospect of chain retail stores closing, does it concern you? Well, again, this is a very modest small tax, um, and it would only be on companies that are paying their uh, their executives very high amounts of money. Um, so even when in the retail example, we're talking about uh, companies that if they were paying minimum wage here, they would still be paying their uh, executives over four or five million dollars. And yes, they would receive a, a small, very, very modest uh, increase in their taxes here in San Francisco. And if they only have a handful of stores open, it's not that much money at all. Uh, but it, it is, I think, for us standing up for our values uh, of addressing income inequality directly. I'm calling on all companies who do business uh, to, to do so as well and to get some revenue that is needed to address the consequences of that inequality in our city, which anyone who lives here can see. Uh, you can walk outside and see the consequences of, of inequality in our city. And so uh, I, I don't think that that, 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 that point that 
retail uh, is going to close down because of this very modest tax makes much economic sense for even for the stores themselves. Um, and they may, they may still pay it on, on what they're doing online. So it doesn't make sense. It's not just on um, uh, uh, business that's done uh, in, in retail stores themselves. The controller's office oh, report. All right, hold on a second. That. that was the voice of Matt mm -hmm. Haney. He represents San Francisco's District 6 on the Board of Supervisors and sponsored Proposition L, which is what we're debating. We gave him the first word, so we're going to give the last word uh, to the person we've booked to argue against Proposition L. That is Richie Greenberg, a political commentator, former Republican candidate for San Francisco mayor. Uh, you got about 90 seconds to make your closing, sir. Okay, thank you. So the updated controller's office report was just dropped on October 14th, approximately, specifically changes what the projections are in terms of revenue, in terms of who the uh, this proposed Prop L is going to hit. Uh, because the volatility caused by uh, coronavirus now, uh, that the expected and what was what was initially uh presented as being the dollar amount between $60 million to $140 million of expected revenue to the city has now been updated. And it says we may actually lose $60 million and lose over 600 jobs in the city if this Prop L should pass. So this is a significant change. It is unfortunate that we're seeing this now updated just uh, a few days ago versus when the voter pamphlet was printed. And so voters are going to see an outdated presentation of Prop L when they look at the voter guide. And it's sort of too late for anyone to go and, and clarify what this Prop L is really going to do. And this is why we say no on Prop L. You can always go to votesf.org to see more information that I present, votesf.org. Thank you very much for listening this morning. All right. Thanks to you. That was the voice of Richie Greenberg, a political commentator, former Republican candidate for San Francisco mayor. Uh, thanks to both of you for being on with us. We have been debating Proposition L. That is a measure on San Francisco's ballot. First of its kind, uh, it would tax gross receipts of businesses in San Francisco uh, 0.1 to 0.6 percent. If those businesses pay their highest paid management employee at least 100 times more than their median or average employee. A reminder that you can find all of our California ballot breakdown segments, interviews with candidates, debates on ballot propositions, and now interviews with journalists about late-breaking movements of money into politics and the races that aren't quite what it says on the label. Just look for California Ballot Breakdown wherever you get your podcasts or at kpfa.org. A big thanks to Corinne Smith, who produces our debates. My name is Brian Edwards-Teekert. And remember, in California, your vote matters even more down the ballot.